there's obviously an inherent value of the bullion behind it, whether it be silver or gold. Yeah. But then there's like this intangible, right, around the collectible nature of it as well. So if it's something like a queen, you know, and so this is why I was I was looking at them, right? Because what if the queen died later this year? You know, does that make all of a sudden these these gold bullion coins that have got the queen on them more valuable? Does that make them, you know, if you go to buy them later on, does the price go up? And then like you say, is it harder to recover that kind of cost if you're looking at it from an investment perspective? So there's a couple of things to consider here. One of them is the link. Welcome to the Exponential Investor Podcast. Want to be a better, smarter, more clued up investor? Well, you've come to the right place. We cover the breakthrough investment ideas you don't hear about in the mainstream to keep you on top of the mega trends and opportunities reshaping our world. Welcome to the Exponential Investor Podcast. I'm your editor, Sam Valkyrie, here with my co-editor, Shay Russell. Thanks again for joining us this week, Shay. Um, as you can hear, I'm a little bit uh, nasally, which accentuates my Australian accent because I've, uh, I've had a cold. I believe you've just recovered from one, Shay. Is, is that, that right? Certainly have. My cold morphed into a sinus infection. So last week I was very sad and sorry for myself, but now I feel great. Oh, good. We've we've both been in the wars. And um, I mean, I say in the wars, but at least uh, as people are, are watching this today, it's a bank holiday long weekend here in the UK. I still I still find it quite amusing. In Australia, as you are well aware, we just call them public holidays because they're they're holidays for the public. But here they 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 continue on with this idea of a bank holiday because the banks are shut. Well, a lot of things are shut. But um, anyway, it's just a just a quirk of quirk of cultures, I suppose. But it's a four day bank holiday long weekend because of the the Queen's Jubilee Platinum Jubilee. Uh, I look. I'm not gonna lie. I, I I'm not that bothered by the monarchy. I think they're they're lovely, and you know, I'm, I'm sure they're great. But <laughs> you know, it, it it's it's not that big a deal to us in Australia. What it means to Australians is that we usually get public holidays. Now, are you getting are you getting these are you getting these extra bank holidays down in Australia, or is it just us here in the UK that we get a four day long weekend? It is just you, and I'll be honest, I do feel a little robbed. We get the Queen's birthday celebration. We're going to celebrate on that, that on the second Tuesday of June, but yeah. we don't get this extended four-day break to celebrate 60 years of the Queen. 70, I think. I think it's 70. Okay, right. <laughs> Nonetheless, Representing that means my- very well, aren't I? <laughs> I tell you what, so look, it's a it's a thing about the Queen, and she, you know, people here love the Queen, and I get that. It's it's a cultural thing, you know, history and all that. Um, but that means the markets are closed. Well, at least the British markets are closed. The UK market here is shut, which means no investing Thursday and Friday. And what do we what do we do when the markets are shut? So I've been looking at some things because I know there are people that look about what we're going to talk about today. And I've been looking at it myself and I'm a bit confused, Shay, and I know you're an expert in this area. And I want to talk to you about um, investing or collecting um, bullion and coins, collectible things around. So the Royal Mint here uh, does a lot of commemorative stuff like like they had they had um, gold proof and gold and silver coins for like Winnie the Pooh. They do stuff all the time, right? And I've been thinking about getting some for a little while for my boys. Part of it is a collectible thing. It's like, oh, you know, 
their kids, some, you know, gold Winnie the Pooh coins would be cute. Um, and then maybe they can like pass them on to their kids. Maybe it becomes a family heirloom kind of thing, right? But then at the same time, I'm like, well, maybe there's also an investment side to it. Because if we're buying gold coins for them, then, you know, in a hundred years time when a couple of generations or 200 years time when a couple of generations later, we've got these collectible Winnie the Pooh coins, gold coins, maybe, maybe it's worth something down the track. But I am dead confused because there's so much. And, and well, I know a little bit about it to be fair, but for people that are looking at this stuff, and I know loads of people um, look at, look at this and look to invest or collect or buy. Um, but it is, it is confusing. And I want to try and see if we can iron out some of the confusion here. So I want to, I want to, I'm going to go to the, to the homepage of the Royal Mint. I'm going to step you through this because one of the things they're selling at the moment, obviously because of the Queen's Jubilee, is this Queen's Reign collection about, uh, I'll read what it says. It says, as the Platinum Jubilee celebrations get underway with shared lunches, street parties, and concerts, we are honoring some of the most remarkable aspects of the longest reign in British history. Very patriotic stuff. But, so some of the collectible things here, right? So there's a five pound silver proof coin limited to 4,000, and it's 92 pounds 50. And then there's a, what else we got here? A Queen's Reign Honours and Investitures 2022 one quarter sorry, yeah, no, one quarter ounce gold proof coin limited to 500 and it's 670 pounds. What do they mean when they say silver proof or gold proof? Can you, can you help us understand what that means? Oh my God. You know, I was about to sit here and brag and talk about how much I'd learned working inside a bullion dealer for the past 12 months. But you know what word I did not learn enough about was proof? Because uh, it does actually have a particular meaning and it does describe a I believe, a limited mintage run. However, numismatics, which is essentially what that coin is that you're describing, is a very highly specialised area. And I've actually got two friends in this I can call on. So I can get, I can correct my, I can't call them right now, but I, I, I will have an answer for the next time. So I can have the correct definition for you next time on proof. But generally, it means a limited run. Like it's a once-off coin. Now, it's not a bullion coin and there is a distinction between bullion and proof now i believe when you tack bullion on it's an investment but when you put proof on that sort of blurs the line a bit a little bit and it becomes more of a collectible rather than an investment coin however i may be i may have to eat these words next week when i go speak to this numismatics expert right so, so what I wanted to point out was that so they do have bullion coins as well, right? So again, they do loads of different stuff. For example, um, there's a a a Maid Marion one ounce gold bullion coin, and it's it, it says from one thousand five hundred and ninety two pounds for a one ounce gold bullion coin. Now, I'm guessing that that means that the actual coin itself is pretty much pure gold. Uh, it should be, so if it's saying one troy ounce, because remember we're talking in troy ounces, I always, yeah. it always annoys me how people never get that distinction in there. Um, if they're saying one troy ounce, it should actually be 99.95 or the four nines. That's, that's right, yes. Now, what concerns me when it comes to buying coins is that 
they take a long time to go over the value that you paid for them. So I'm just mm. quickly look up what the spot price is in gold, uh, sorry, in the gold spot price in pounds at the moment. Oh, and I've got my trading platform running. Because well, that, So that's the other thing, right, is that there's obviously an inherent value of the bullion behind it, whether it be silver or gold. Yeah. But then there's like this intangible, right, around the collectible nature of it as well. So if it's something like a queen, you know, and so this is why I was I was looking at them, right? Because what if the queen died later this year? You know, does that make all of a sudden these these gold bullion coins that have got the queen on them more valuable? Does that make them, you know, if you go to buy them later on, does the price go up? And then like you say, is it harder to recover that kind of cost if you're looking at it from an investment perspective? So there's a couple of things to consider here. One of them is the limited mintage. So I know one of the coins that I've uh, one of the coins that I've put up on the website is a quarter ounce gold proof coin, the Queen's Reign. Uh, it's a limited mintage of 500. So arguably, there's more. That one's more likely to be value on the second hand market uh, than the other one that's done. They've done a mintage of 4,000. Um, also, too, you've got to remember it's a very small audience that's buying them. So let's talk about the Winnie the Pooh one just to contrast it. It's more likely to have a big audience because the world loves Winnie the Pooh. Now, as great as Queen Lizzie is... What? You mean the world doesn't love the Queen? Well, it's a bit contentious. But as great as Queen Lizzie is, the audience is much smaller. So even though it is a limited mintage, you've got to remember that the second-hand market... It's like people in Australia who likes Valiant, which is a really obscure big old car from the 1970s that very few people love. But the people who do love them will always tell you that the value is going to be there. There's maybe 500 buyers in Australia for it. It's a very small market. So I get really nervous when people um, talk up the benefits of buying a collector coin because, yes, there is the intrinsic value of the metal. So the gold or silver in the, um, in the coin is always going to be worth what gold or silver is worth at spot. But when you're buying these coins, especially ones with fancy designs, you're paying anywhere from a 30 to 40% premium to have that fancy design basically wrapped around the gold. So that means that the day you buy it, it's not worth what you paid for it. You've got to wait for the spot market to rise. And having bought coins over the past, now I've recently gotten rid of the majority of my silver coins. I've kept a handful for the kids. Um, but, you know, because they made me back my money and then some. But the problem was is you know, just a pain in the backside of store. Um, but it took a long time for that value to come back because you pay so much more for them. That's in contrast to the bullion side of things. When it comes to bullion coins, uh, is the premium is less, let's say 20 to 25%. Uh, and so it takes less amount of time to to recoup those costs. What what's you just said you've offloaded a bunch. I'm curious to know what what kind of process do you go through in in offloading or selling something like a coin? Oh, look, it's tedious and it basically depends on how you want to do it. So look, I know pretty much all the bullion dealers in Melbourne. So I took it to one bullion dealer who I know was um, who was going to give me a low price. They'd just buy a bunch of coins at once because I knew they were going to melt them down straight away. Uh, the good ones, ones that I knew would have some value in the collector's market or to other um, silver enthusiasts, I took to another bullion dealer that's got a few uh, very hardcore silver fans on there and offloaded them. He was great, actually. He gave me a great price. So that's what I can do because I know a lot of the bullion dealers. Um, for some people, though, that's not the best way of doing it. They like to sell them on eBay. Now, eBay is where you're going to get your money back. Um, you will get the, the what basically what you paid for them. 
the problem is, is it takes a long time to sell them via eBay. If you do it the way I did it, is I basically took uh, a discount, like that you get a discount on the spot price. So when they offer to buy the coins back, they're not offering to buy back the artwork. They offer five to 10, 10% less than the current spot price. So in my case, it didn't matter because the coins, I'd had them for so long, I wasn't losing money as I said I'd made money. Um, but it does mean that if you paid $40 for a coin, let's say last year, and the spot price of silver is like $35, you're still out. And then you're going to get offered less at a bullion dealer. If you want really the market to meet you, then you've got to sell it on eBay. Um, I've never bought coins from eBay. It's um, I, I think it's too you don't really, I'm talking about the benefits of selling on eBay, but you don't really know what gold or silver you're getting. I like to buy from a bullion dealer in that sense, but they're sort of the best avenues that you can go. Well, that, so that's what I was just about to ask is that, well, it sounds like eBay is a great place to probably sell some stuff if you've got it. Uh, buying it, I it, it feels like it, it would, like I've bought lots of stuff off eBay, don't get me wrong, but it's like parts for a computer or something like that, right? It's not, it's not silver or gold bullion coins because the risk would have to be that you're just not 100% sure that you're getting what you're getting, right? Yeah, and there's some fantastic um, fake bars coming out of Wish at the moment that they're mimicking the Perth Mint here in Australia. And fake bars? Fake gold bars, and they're made with a very heavy metal. Now, if you're around gold a lot, you'd actually know it wasn't gold the minute you touched it. But if you're a novice and you've never felt gold before and you don't know how heavy it should feel for the ounce that you're getting, you couldn't identify it. And the bars, they really do look good. Uh, and I've actually heard a couple of stories now where people have bought these bars at a discount on uh, eBay. So rather than paying the full spot price, they pay $100 less. People feel like they're getting a bargain, but what they've really got is just a, a heavy mix of base metals. And then they only find out when they go to a bullion dealer to cash it in for the spot price. Uh, and the bullion dealer's like, you've bought base metals, mate. This is painted with gold. Um, so this is why I actively discourage anybody from buying precious metals on eBay. Buy them from a registered dealer for this reason. So if if somebody's looking to buy, well, imagine if you know if you're buying from the Royal Mint, there's some uh, there's an air of, of certainty of, of course of what you're going to get. Absolutely, I actually know people at the Royal Mint from my past life. So is if and this is probably another question which applies to to people you know out there in Australia and here in the UK as well. If, if, if someone was looking to buy the you know a bullion coin or a bullion bar, while you could go to the Royal Mint, are there any other avenues? I mean, if you go, is, is the price going to vary from from sort of dealer to dealer, or is, is is something like the Royal Mint with that certainty, you know, probably the the preferred place to go? Not really. So one of the things that I discovered once I started working um, in the bullion business is the margins are razor thin. You're literally haggling over cents or a dollar on an ounce. Like there's really not a lot of difference between it. So what companies uh, like the Royal Mint do is they make the product but then they've generally got their distributors that they sell them to, which would be a local bullion shop. And if the Royal Mint is selling their product to that local bullion shop and they're an authorised distributor, then, yeah, they're probably really good. So given that there's much of a muchness when it comes down to the price, I've always said go to your bullion dealer that offers you the best service. Um, because that's that's what I've done over the years is if you're getting the best service and they know your investment style, they might call you up and be like, oh, look, I know you like this type of bar. We're actually got a new batch coming in. Do you want me to put some aside for you? 
Um, so that's what I've always suggested because you're really, you're not haggling over much and it's not, it's not worth it. You're better off going for, to the business that wants your business um, and will take pre-orders from you because I know there are some pre-orders um, and that gives you, you know, will work with you to get what you want because they'll be happy to, have, most of them will be happy to have your customer. Yeah, I, no doubt. I, I would imagine so. I mean, and I think, you know, that's a, that's a great sort of uh, piece of piece of advice for people that, you know, find authorized, you know, bullion dealers or go to the, somewhere that established like the Royal Mint, and maybe buying off of eBay, or if you think you're getting a bargain on Wish or something for a gold bar, probably want to avoid that sort of thing. Because um, yeah, look, it's it's an interesting thing. And look, as I said, on the Royal Mint side, there's some there's some great stuff. There's like a James Bond diamonds are forever minted one ounce gold bar, bullion bar, it's like sixteen hundred pounds, which again feels I think it's over the odds in terms of the spot price. But there's a collectible nature to it. It's James Bond, you know. It's packaged up nicely in a Royal Mint kind of thing that you could put in a safe box or you know have on display somewhere and keep it for a long time feels like you know you're getting a little bit of that extra extra juice on the top with it but um i would think that if you're in it for the investment purposes and feel free to correct me but i think you probably agree here you're in for the investment purposes just buy the like boring old bars or or you know the 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 little answers or whatever if you're in it for you know the designs and things like that just take that sort of collectible nature to it and, and just say, you know, I'm buying this because I like the look of it or I want to make it a family heirloom or pass it on to generations, whatever it might be. I think that that gives you a good good choice. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up with that today because, you know, it is a long weekend. I'm sure people are having barbecues and getting on the sauce and, uh, you know, having a, having a good time. Hopefully it's Hopefully it's going to be nice and sunny for everyone this long weekend. But I did, I did notice, Shay, on the Royal Mint site, there is one – thing in particular that I, I would like to buy. I'm probably not going to buy it, but but well maybe one day down the track. It's a four hundred ounce gold bar ah. cast in Boyan. And it's priced from six hundred and ten thousand one hundred and seventy three pounds and ninety yes. pence. That's pretty big. So I've I'm held guessing. one of those in my hand. There's a photo of me on Twitter. So they're the equivalent of twelve point four kilos. Uh, and I've got one of those wow. holding one of those in my hand. It's on Twitter somewhere, drinking champagne at the same time. It's in Australia. That one gold bar that you're talking about is roughly the median house price here. And I can hold one. So a bit over a bucks. Yeah, <laughs> terrifying. Not sure what the UK equivalent is. I'll have to make some friends over there, come over there and do a gold. Oh, oh, that's that's much more than the average house price. I mean, it's it's not as much as the average house price in London, but if you factor in the rest of the country, it's it's more oh, than the average house price. I can buy afford to buy. I'm just like, I'm trying to figure out how much sort of twelve kilos is, and, and like my cat is about eight <laughs> kilos, so it's it's basically one and a bit of this guy. So that's that's a pretty heavy gold Look, bar. To be honest, have. they are the ultimate dream for gold investors to have one or two of those floating around. Do you know many people with one? Or, or I suppose that's the kind of thing you don't tell I people I have met got. people with one and have encouraged them to stop telling people that they've got them. I'll be honest, <laughs> you, when you say that so, when you're buying a 400-ounce bar, you mo- it's mostly just buying it for the flex. There's, you know, it, it's not it's not yeah. a practical investment decision for many reasons that we won't go into today. 
Um, but it's a flex to say I've recently bought a 400-ounce bar, followed by that you need to stop telling people you've bought a 400-ounce bar. Yeah, and you absolutely don't keep something like that at home. You keep it in a vault with biometric security and 24-hour guards with like AR-15 automatic rifles (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, we've got on long enough today uh, talking all things gold and collectible coins on this jubilee long weekend uh, here in the UK. Thanks again, Shay, for your insight and expertise. Uh, I hope you've all enjoyed seeing my cat lifted up and down several times and uh, enjoyed our little chat about uh, collecting gold. Thanks again for joining us. We'll begin. We'll be back with you again soon, or next week, or the week after. I'm actually away for a couple of weeks, uh, so you'll probably get Shay and some guests appearing uh, in the short term. Uh, but I'll be back with you at some point. Um, thanks for watching. Bye for now.